Welcome to our After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Our podcast is here to help teachers and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. If you work in education and looking to improve or develop your skills, then this podcast is here to help you. Welcome back to the After the Bell podcast. Director of Learning Development, I am Georgie McIntyre, and I'm delighted to return and discuss with you our series of podcasts focusing on support for teaching assistants. I'm joined again by Andy Bridge, a current deputy head teacher, and Debbie Davis, head teacher of an independent special school and experienced SENCO. In this series so far, we've looked at the SEND code of practice and also considered how schools are currently using teaching assistants as well as looking at the impact this can have. We've also explored what evidence suggests are the most effective ways that teaching assistants can support students in lessons and when delivering interventions. For too many years, CPD, Continued Professional Development in schools, has focused almost exclusively on teachers. However, there's a growing acknowledgement and evidence is that if we are to build truly great schools, we need to invest in the entire workforce. So in this podcast today, we're going to discuss what a strong and effective continued professional development programme looks like that we should invest in and that develops TAs to thrive in their careers so that they have a bigger impact on our students and ultimately also feel satisfied in their jobs. Traditionally in schools, CPD often runs for an hour or so after school, one day a week, and then usually about five inset days throughout the year. So Andy, you've got a lot of experience around this. So why hasn't this led to many TAs feeling developed and nurtured in their roles? Hi, Georgie. Yeah, so um, in my experience, many TAs in schools are on contracts where they, they're only paid to work the same hours that the students are in school. So maybe like half eight till three, something like that. So it means they miss out on the after school training, um, like every Monday after school, they're not in there. Quite often they're not paid to be in school on inset days. So it means that they're, they're not being trained and developed in the same way that other members of the school workforce are. Um, I think the other issue is budgets. So with tight budgets, school leaders have had to make difficult decisions how to prioritise and many of them have prioritised that teacher CPD over the TAs thinking well it's the teachers that have got the, the kind of the most contact with the largest number of students but um, I think as well we just need to recognise CPD isn't just about sending people on a one-day course at a hotel somewhere it can be listening to podcasts it can be internal training it's working through online sessions the, there's lots of different forms that 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 online that, that that CPD can take um, that might be quite affordable and quite accessible. And ultimately, if we want staff to be retained and be successful in their jobs, which of course we want our TAs to be, then, then we need to invest in them. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think um, more and more they're becoming such a valuable part of the, the community as well. And, and students turn to them to ask for additional help. Thanks, Andy. So Debbie, welcome. Great to have you back with us today, Debbie. What does it look like when schools are getting this right, the ultimate gold standard? Well, it's great to be back again, George and Andy. And just coming back to what Andy said as he was finishing off about retention and recruitment, that's what it looks like if you're getting it right in many respects. But from a TA's perspective, 
um, if the CPD, the, the continuing professional development provision is strong, this, this is what you really should see. So you'll see a, a core programme of training that is strategically mapped and linked to the school development priorities, but also personal development priorities as well. So the TAs will feel that they're buying into what the school is trying to accomplish. And also they'll feel that that's personalised towards what they need to accomplish themselves to, to be able to be the best that they can be. There'll also be opportunities, if they're getting it right, um, for TAs to access the same training as teachers so that everybody is getting the same messages and working collaboratively towards the vision and values of the school. TA should, should benefit from performance management reviews uh, and the performance management review cycle like teaching staff do. One-to-one -one meetings and, and with the line manager should be there so that they can explore their own journeys and how they've contributed to student successes over that year. And also to continue to talk about their career aspirations, to see what support they need to achieve for themselves. And you can never ever underestimate the importance of performance management and supervision for TAs. Uh, again, opportunities for, for TAs to give feedback on their professional development and have their voice heard in terms of what CPD they would benefit from. And having that input into their own journeys is really, really key and very respectful, um, which is exactly how the organisation should be, be operating. A mixture of CPD focused on the role that they're currently doing and the role that they aspire to do if they're looking um, to progress in, in their career should be something that you see in schools. And just come to a couple more points, a careful evaluation of the CPD offer to check it's having an impact on students learning. We really must, not just for the TAs, but for all teachers and everyone who's having CPD in schools, we have to assess the effectiveness of the impact of the professional development to know if it's working and what needs to be done to enhance it further for the future. And just finally, when all this is in place, we will see a real culture of learning where all TAs feel valued and invested in. And you cannot ever underestimate the power of, of that kind of culture. It, it sounds a, a wonderful place to work, actually, Debbie. So and an, an incredible, um, comprehensive sort of suggestions there. So thank you. And you can see that it takes a real commitment from schools and an investment both financially and in time to make that happen. And so on the, on the other side, what's the risk if they don't get on board with this, Andy? Actually, I think Debbie's covered a lot of them. A lot of it's about retention and motivation and making sure that your staff at school are happy so that they can thrive, they can do their jobs really well. So, you know, if we don't invest in that, we'll struggle to retain. TAs will be in a constant cycle of going out to advert, trying to find more, train them up. They don't stay, they leave, repeat, and the students aren't getting that consistency of the relationships that they really benefit from. Um, we might have TAs that are not very effective in their jobs, who feel undervalued at work, who then it's kind of a downward spiral of turning up and not wanting to put the effort in because they don't feel invested in. And I guess finally, like the main point is within a school setting, TAs are the ones that are working really closely with our most vulnerable students. So why would we not prioritise investing in their development when, when they've got such an important role? Yeah, why 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 aren't we doing this? It, it simply, it's an obvious um, 
you know, logical step. So it, it's sad that that hasn't been addressed earlier. So important. We need we need TAs to be well trained and highly motivated so that the students get the best support they can. So, Andy, do you want to talk through some of the CPD available through teaching assistants? I know um, we've got some here at Thirsty Scholars, but um, I didn't know if there was any that you wanted to share as well. Do you know, for me, I think it's um, speaking to the TAs as individuals and finding out what they want and what they would benefit from. So you might have some TAs that have got degrees that that need some support with how to become a teacher and what pathways are open to them. And mm -hmm. you might have the TAs that being a TA is what they want to do and they're happy and fulfilled in that job, which is amazing. So it's how do we help them find CPD that makes them the best TA that they can be. And like I said, Thirsty Souls have got some um, some courses, some programmes that might be of interest to them. Yeah, there's there's formal qualifications. So we we offer sort of level three, level four, higher level teaching assistant qualifications so that they can go that little bit higher. Um, and um, there's distance learning qualifications that are also available to help. Um, and also looking at maybe actually trying different sort of teaching qualifications and teaching courses that might actually really enhance some of the skills that they might need on a one-to-one -one or in groups with with students so examples that i can share with you are a sort of effective behavior management um the importance of metacognition and and what that means and and how to apply it quite often teaching assistants hear these terminologies but they're not actually aware of what it really means and, and may not necessarily feel comfortable to ask um, We've got obviously key things, key buzzwords at the moment and, you know, important themes like mental health and being aware of what those are, um, collaborative learning and then also sort of aspects around, you know, key, key areas around safeguarding and compliance, but also the importance of difficult conversations and managing those conversations. Sometimes TAs have to have conversations with parents as examples and and they need to have those skills that, you know, you cannot just necessarily assume that, you know, a teaching assistant is going to know how to approach difficult conversations very comfortably. So we've got quite a whole suite of um, courses that we can offer. That's just a few of them for our teaching assistants. And also they're applicable to sort of cover supervisors and any sort of support role as well. So I'd encourage people to take a look, um, you know, and and. Uh, see whether that's something that schools can access for them. So how does it all of this linked back to the recommendations from the Education Endowment Foundation, the EEF, about how to make TAs having the biggest impact? Debbie, would you like to share here your thoughts? Uh, of course, I would also also say, Georgie, from the courses that you've mentioned, uh, please, listeners, do look at these courses and do do invest in time to take on board these courses because they are invaluable to uh, development of TAs. But just coming back to your question, Georgie, in two ways, really, it links to um, recommendation four about ensuring TAs are fully prepared for their role. So thinking about their induction programme, the regular ongoing training, but also it links to recommendations about delivering intervent interventions. And the recommendation there is between six and 30 hours of training per intervention. And without access to regular high quality training, TAs can't be as effective in their role. 
and won't have the impact we hope on the students and the students outcomes. So yeah, going going through those recommendations, I, I hope you can see just the listeners will be able to see how just important it is that we really do invest in our TAs. Absolutely. And and also there's there's lots of other resources that are out there. And you know, we've got a wealth of podcasts that are free that anybody can listen to as well. And we've covered lots of different sort of topics around scaffolding and inquiry and effective questioning. So all of those are also, you know, we chat through and share some top tips. So please, please uh, make sure that you take the time to listen to them. They're there and they're free, the podcasts in particular. So Andy, based on this, what do you think school leaders need to consider? Yeah, I think it comes back to what we've been saying about stopping this focus of CPD being exclusively for teachers. So just before the summer, we were um, doing some uh, recruitment work in school and I was redrafting a job description and made a big point of going through and every time it said teacher development all the way through, um, you know, just focusing on, on the teachers in school and I've changed that to, to be about professional learning for all staff. So I think that's just so important that we stop thinking about this one hour a week of teacher development time and think about our whole staff body and, and think from the perspective of different roles in school. So if you are a TA in a school, if you're a science technician, if you're a non-teaching pastoral manager, if you're a safeguarding lead, if you work in the school office, if you work in the site team, what are your development needs and how school catering for them? Are you providing extensive training on different forms of safeguarding for your pastoral team? Are your site team being trained in different aspects of health and safety to the very high standards? And if they're not, like, why not? And what are you going to do to address it? Yeah, we're back to that entire community and, and also community culture as well, aren't we? It's, it, it, it's got to be key. It's, it's got to be the way forward. It brings your staff together as well as benefiting mm -hmm. the students. Your staff will feel cohesive and feel invested in and feel that their employer and their workplace cares about them and their development and the contribution that they make. So it isn't just teachers that have an impact on children, is it? It's everybody in that school community. Yeah, it's it, as you said, it's from the people that they meet and greet when walk through the door right through to the, the people they go to when, the, you know, they've had an incident and then need some help and support. So um, and and it moves away from that sort of silo structure of, of sort of development as well. If it's an entire sort of community approach, everybody feels valued yeah. and appreciated. And you tend to find as well, just from my own experience, that when you do invest in, in the staff in this kind of really creative way and, you know, we think about traditional CPD, you know, one hour every Thursday or whenever it is. But actually it is a podcast or it is a piece of reading or it's a book that you've bought that you take a part of it out and read part of it to your staff and ask them to digest it and then give them a photocopy or send them the copy through email. and. And what you tend to find, what I find is that people really enjoy the learning and then they find something equally of interest and they send it back to you and then you've got mm. the dialogue going and that's that's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. That that sense of community and, and sharing and, and being open is is only only going to be positive for everybody, isn't it? Always. Thanks. Thank you so much, Andy and Debbie, as always, for joining us. Um, and I love these conversations. We're unpacking some really, I know we're going sort of top level, but actually there's some really important key points going through that, you know, underlying this throughout. So to summarise, that comes back to, you know, what we've said at the start, that for too many years, 
CPD and schools has focused almost exclusively on teachers. And if we really want to have a great school where every child makes progress, we need to see the professional learning of all staff as a priority and really invest in this. So over the last few weeks, we've really reviewed the evidence about how to support teaching assistants to be as effective as possible in their role. So next week, what we're going to do is move to really look at what are the practical steps schools can take to implement these recommendations. So I'm looking forward to having those conversations with you guys. You can pick up our After the Bell podcasts, which are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts, focusing in on different areas each week and, and each theme. So at the moment, this is our teaching assistant theme. We've covered many others as well. So uh, hopefully you can go back and have a listen to those. These are usually around all things educational and you can access these on your way to work or if you're actually walking the dog or on the treadmill even or just as your focus for the day. We hope you find these valuable and we're really grateful that you continue to join us. This is After the Bell podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you.